The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You are watching Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic book and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and geek culture. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from the Hall of F. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you pick it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is and his finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey. Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. I have questions for Oz. Why isn't he here? Like, Shout I get he has, to, he has to work, but, you know, to pay for all those loot boxes, <laughs> that, you know, especially maybe the ones where they do the switcheroo. <laughs> right, uh, all that drama has been happening in our YouTube channel. I had, I had uh, questions from in the comments, like they, we, you know, there's action going on there because he posted those videos over the weekend, and it's a two part, it's a two parter, and uh, yeah, so I don't know, he needs to address those comments. And I yeah, thought Oz here, but Oz, Oz is out here working. Trying yeah. to make the world a better place for you and for me. Trying to feed his and, family. Right. What's that got to do with comics? Not a damn thing. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> shout out to Oz. Very uh, young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a, uh, a full show for you today because we are going to be talking to you all about Unicorn, Eternal Warriors, uh, Warriors Eternal. <laughs> Unicorn, Warriors Eternal. Sorry, damn. It's right here. Unicorn, the... <laughs> Unicorn, they fight forever. No. <laughs> like, no, we're going to talk to you about Unicorn, Warriors Eternal. Uh, we're going to be talking to you all about COVID Cop. Uh, and we're going to talk to you about Chroma. So we got all that happening. And of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. And we'll tell you how to do that at the moment. But before we do, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, because without him, this show would not be happening, uh, would not have existed. So shout out to Scott Rubin. How you doing? Good, sir. And uh, yeah, so I guess with that said, we should go ahead and do the interning. I'm trying. <laughs> Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. I feel like we should do some new bumpers, but we need that um that those J Random beats on it. I feel like yeah. Nice. Well, I was thinking we need to do the the you know video the Jay's segment in the intro. We need to redo that. We do, we do. Listen, he he keeps fighting it, but but 
We absolutely need to make that happen sooner than later. So Wait, we, we should switch mission. today. Hmm? We should, we should we... switch today. No, so it, so it's only Jay. <laughs> like and not all, us, just Jay. And, and all Jay version of the intro sounds like something we should definitely create. I agree. I agree. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Look, look at Jay. That was the perfect one. Right? That's the perfect one right here, Luke. <laughs> I'm a cowboy. I see a horse I ride. I want it. I want it. Um, <laughs> we have a comment. Okay. <laughs> you guys seen the gameplay for Spider-Man 2? Looks like we get to play Spider-Man in the Venom suit and Miles Morales. And it seems that Craven is the big bad in this one. I'm mad that Tarkov called it the, the Venom suit. Yeah. Like, like Spider-Man didn't. It's, everybody knows it's a symbiote. Emphasis on the bye, like bye, 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 yo. <laughs> um, it's okay, Tyra, though. I understand. That's cool. Like Spider-Man in the in the black costume, uh, is a good thing. Like you know, um, is it? I, I, why not? Well, because it's a living thing, and in that game, I don't think. Well, at least the first one doesn't seem very conducive for. A living costume like it's just a reskin you know then you have the little augments depending on the costume if it's more of a right. technical suit and i hate that because that just takes away what spider-man really is so it's like which is what which is he's a scientist he's smart he uses augmented suits but at the end of the day he never relies on them in this game you got to rely on these suits oh yeah yeah you never played the you don't have to. Yeah, like I, I mean, honestly, I haven't, I haven't played through spy the first Spider-Man, or I should say, through that Spider-Man game all the way through. Um, I, I'm probably maybe a quarter of the way through it, and it's awesome. I, I, I should be playing it, but as you very well may have heard me say before, like there's a whole list of amazing games that I should be playing. Like literally, like, yeah. It's, it's If I tell you all the games I have that I haven't gotten like even anywhere close to halfway through, if I give you this list, you'll just you pretend like you like video games. See, Jay, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with your friend Like he reconciles wait, wait. that problem he has by not playing any games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, who I, I play games still. It's just that, you know, like I'm going. I, I go through my games slow. I've, I've, I was, I've like Jay can tell you because Jay literally, as long as I've been playing video games, like literally, I've the first video games I probably played were probably at, at Jay's house because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jay had a system before I had a, a, a system, right? Well, you have so that you got the one, uh, what's it, Kalik? The one Asteroids. Right. Vision. Yeah, I did have you that. that first. Yeah. And then I got the 2600. Yeah. But 
the fact is, I've always played games slow. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's gotten worse in my old age. Not because, I don't know, I just take my time. And so, like, I, I like right now, like, I'm, I play Splatoon literally every day. I don't play a, a lot of Splatoon every day. But I play at least a couple rounds every day. That's um, got a war you could be through. That's what? That's cyberpunk you could be going through. No, see, no, you can't. You can't the amount of time, like, understand, two rounds of Splatoon is 10 minutes. You can't do anything worthwhile in cyberpunk in 10 minutes. Like you could, you can't even get through menus, <laughs> and and that's why Cyberpunk is on the list. And <laughs> like literally, I have it. I got it when it came out. Like I, all I did is update it. That's it. Like because I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna play it soon. Didn't happen. <laughs> but but what I am playing right now? Yeah, you said you don't have. Am, it. What? No, no, because Jay was. I, I was. I thought you were done, Larry. So I wanted to. He would because you mentioned that you don't have to rely on the power ups for Spider Man. Yeah, there's like a couple suits that don't have powers. I, I thought they're all like passive abilities, aren't they? Uh, not the one where you're naked. There's no passive ability. You said there. You cut off. Oh. Um, I don't know. Like, wait, which one are you naked? Is that the one with the paper bag? Uh, I don't remember. It's been too long. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. You still can't hear me, Mo? Oh, Mo had to go adjust his joint. Wait, so like I I understand where Mo's coming from, where it's like it would be cool to have a comic accurate symbiote suit. Uh, you know, like if it was like talking to you and trying to corrupt you and all that jazz. But huh? It might. Yeah, but that would have to be like a story element. Like, literally, like what we're talking about here is just like cosmetic stuff, right? Eh, we'll see. Yeah. They could make it like, like the mask in Splatterhouse, where when you wear it, it talks to you. Dang, I remember that. That was freaky back then to me. <laughs> Night. I'm sure that I probably wouldn't think too much of it these days because things are so far beyond the pale, especially when you're talking about like horror video games, like Splatterhouse. But Splatterhouse was creepy. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I'm actually no the... Tears the, of the Kingdom for you? Say that one more time. No Tears of the Kingdom for you? No, dude, listen. I haven't beat Breath of the Wild. Like, why would I buy Tears of the Kingdom when I got a perfectly good Zelda game? I should met like it would be different if I was like maybe almost now. Say what? 
You can stick rocks on your sword now. This is true. But, you know, I'll say it like this, Jay, though. You can't like be like, oh, like, sticking rocks on your sword is like the least of what you can do, which I know you know. <laughs> like I just started, so. Oh, you're playing it? Yeah. Oh, it's a kick-ass oh. game. Well, you don't have to tell me. I'm, I know. I just, you know, I didn't know that you knew. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know somebody told you. No. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, finish, we're, playing, uh, we're playing Tears of the Kingdom and Advance Wars. Ooh, those are both great games. Did, now, did you play Breath of the Wild at all, or no? Yeah, I got to the end, and then I didn't beat it because I was just kind of done with it. Oh, see, and now here's the thing: if I had done that. I would probably be playing Tears of the Kingdom right now. Even though what what exactly happened at the end there for you that you were just like, I don't need to beat it. Um I don't know. It just sometimes it just happens where especially like in open world games, mm -hmm. I tend to get the most enjoyment out of uh, like open world and Metroidvania games, I get the most enjoyment out of exploring. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you throw a hard fight in front of me, and I'm like, eh. Like, maybe I'll get to it, maybe I won't. Right? That's the whole thing with the Hollow Knight. It's like, I love the exploration, but I'm not doing all that. Like, some of the fights, you can't even touch the ground. It's like, nah, that's that's not me. <laughs> All right, taking tugboat. It's going good. Hey, I agree. Moses, can you hear us okay now? Uh oh. <laughs> Mo? Mo? <laughs> Jay, say something, Mo. Yeah. Mo, the yeah. I, I, small. I can't fit Tears oh. of the Kingdom. Advance Wars and Splatoon 3 on it at the same time. Oh, man. Like, you're cutting out big time. I got to restart, man. I don't know. The yeah. Sorry, friend. That, yeah, I think that's you, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad. It is me. Yeah, I got no room three. You got no room, you said? Yeah, because Tears of the Kingdom and Advance Wars uh, takes up all the space. On your Switch? Yeah. Oh, you got to get an SD card. Eh, I'll get around to it. I mean... It's, it's kind of mandatory for switches, like especially like you don't even have like an OLED, right? No. Yeah, like the original, not original, but you know, like the non-OLED switch. It's memory so small that yeah, like I mean, Tears of the Kingdom is a beast. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's Jeez, fun man. so far. Yeah. Like, I literally just started. Like I got. Yeah, my, the second power is the joining stuff together. And then you got to make the hot 
food so you can go to the ice level and get that. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally still in prologue. Got it. Well, yeah, man. Like, enjoy. Like, I, I know for myself. Oh, wait, what's taking Tubbo saying? He says, I love open world games because you will spend 15 minutes to open one chest with, like, five arrows in it. Totally worth it. <laughs> it's that dopamine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. No, it's he's true. absolutely right. Like, I love that. Yeah. I said, the chest right now where I'm like, it's on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, I just spent like 10 minutes trying to get it. And I could not <laughs> climb up there. And I was like, you need more stamina? No, there's no uh, way to approach it. Like, because there's a ledge. So it's like, it's not just climbing up. Like, there's a, like, it's on a platform, on a pillar. So you can't just climb up the pillar because the uh, platforms. Okay. If that makes any sense. So you have to approach it from the top, probably? Yeah. And there's nothing near there. And I don't have a hang glider yet. Mm. You don't have the the power just to jump up in the, through the bottom of stuff yet? No. Okay. You get that power? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been in the stuff. I'm sorry. I don't mean to spoil stuff for you. Like, no, that's if good. You, oh, it was in the like the trailers, so I thought you might have seen it. Oh, uh, I didn't watch the trailers because. Oh, well, listen, I'm going to shut up about it. Play the game when I get it. Now, no, leave it be. I'm not like a like. I'm cool with trailers. I just normally I don't go out of my way to see them, mm -hmm. and especially like the teaser announced trailer. Yeah. Which was just him ju like jumping off the ledge, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I mean, <laughs> you didn't need that's that. What you want me to know? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Well, listen, it looks like an amazing game. I've seen some things already where I'm just like, dude, like that's gonna be phenomenal when I get around to playing it. But I, I honestly like if I had. I'm not even like I feel like I'm I'm maybe maybe a quarter of the way through uh Breath of the Wild. Like I, I didn't even meet all the like the legendary heroes. Oh, okay. Like there are there are there are like kingdoms that I'm just like I just haven't been to. <laughs> you know, so I'm just like I, I couldn't be like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and buy this new Zelda. Like why? Why don't you? Why don't you play what you have? Uh, <laughs> and, and and the reason why I'm not playing it right now is because I'm playing Midnight Suns, and I'm enjoying the hell out of that. Oh, oh, okay, so fun. But that's how I understand what Mo was saying too. Kind of like because you know you can get the symbiote suit for Spider Man in that game as well, and I didn't unlock it. I'm just like, eh, I don't need Spider Man in that black suit. I just need him in a, a as as comic book. Uh, accurate uh classic spider-man suit i can get him into that's what i want which i think i have now oh okay uh, mm -hmm. it's like comic comic book red and blue not like movie red and blue <laughs> oh nice yeah moses 
See how this shit works now, motherfuckers. All right, there he goes. There, there's our Moses. <laughs> What's he taking to Honestly, the size of Tears of the Kingdom is both too huge and gets you excited to explore. F them Korok seeds. I hate that I have to get them again. <laughs> I will admit, I did come across one of those guys and I was like, fuck. Like, oh, fuck. Not again. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to find them all. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but that's how you increase your inventory, right? He said, yeah, you do. Like, they give you like two spots to hold weapons and it's like, I need more that, you gotta carry all these materials now so you can make these awesome like seven point fucking uh propulsion jet like engine thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I saw this dude, he did a seven point like rocket. He went all the way to the stratosphere of Hyrule. <laughs> Not listen. I, I've been seeing like, all types of stuff. Yeah, so it's like you curse you need those fucking seeds, man. <laughs> but you know. You don't have to, like, you can, you, I don't think you have to store all that stuff to make it. I don't think. You could just move it, I thought, but I might be wrong. I don't what know. Do I know. Too funny. I don't want to fuck around and find out. I saw, I saw a dude make a skateboard. And I was like, wow. I did that. In <laughs> hmm? I did that in the first game with the shield. No, that's, that's oh, not nice. That's, that's not a skateboard. That was like a surfboard. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Taken says the inventory is way too small when you start off. You definitely need the seeds, and it's tedious. <laughs> and I will say, out of all the, you know, they basically, at the beginning of the game, uh, they basically have to break you back down to the beginning. Like, so they take away all your heart containers and everything in the Master Sword. It was like, they don't show them taking away your inventory. So I feel like we should be that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> take all your stuff. Old punk ass link. <laughs> nah. Break you down. <laughs> Yeah, so I do like cool. how they do it though. That's pretty cool. Or I thought it was. I believe it. I believe it. I just want to make that big ass rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw a person make a, with well they called it a Gundam. It wasn't quite a Gundam, but it was definitely some sort of power suit. And it was tall, oh, and nice. they were, and they were lighting, they were lighting things up. But I was like, wow, my cats are out here with time. They're <laughs> like, because <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't enough. Like uh, it would have been more than enough to make something that like looks like a robot and could shoot things, and you just like stand on it up high. But this joint was like walking and everything, and I was just like, wow, like. I'm like, this fool made a mech. <laughs> he made a mech. I um, I saw this dude. He made like a B-52 bomber. 
<laughs> like it's literally like it's like the little boomerang wing looking thing, and it's like mm. and it has the barrels of the the gunpowder on it, and he just lights one of them up, and then just flies it into the fucking the gorks like village shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Kills them all, like literally, and it, it plays the music like the uh, was the Twilight of the Gods, the Wagner, like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> they suicide bombs them, and then he jumps out, he's on fire, like doing flips on fire, but he killed them all. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah, Man. I'm gonna go play that game tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get it, like you know. But you're not two even gonna play it now. Two and a half years from now. Yeah, and you're still not gonna I, play. It. I might just do what I do and just play a game for an hour and say, "All right, I played it good," and then just move on to something else. Yeah, see, I, 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 I want to at least put some significant amount of time in it if I'm gonna start playing it. Like, like Game know, Pass, why is, not? Game Pass is losing money on me because <laughs> 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 I play everything and I play it for like 15 minutes. Every Shoot. week, yeah, I, there's some games I want to play on there too. Million copies in three days that's crazy, man. And like 70 bucks a pop, yeah, man, that's crazy. Good that means them. we can shoplift it and it's not hurting nobody, right? <laughs> Listen, it's gonna hurt you. Nah, look, that joint probably got a tracker, it's probably like that. <laughs> I got GPS to the house. Like they don't even they let you walk out with it. They're like, oh, we'll get them later. <laughs> I'm gonna get it from Redbox with like a prepaid the credit card and just uh, never to return it. Tiger Claw wants to know what's the last game you finished to completion, Mayor. Hide the salami. Good question. What's the last game I finished completion? Like, I Mega Man 2, right? <laughs> you're dumb. You, you need to stop it with this. It wasn't, no, it's not that long ago. I mean, like, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to think of, like, you know, because, you know, I've, I've finished some games relatively recently, but they're not new games because, again, like, I'm playing. Yeah, yeah, right. Like I finished. Uh, I know, like Walk of Melee. I finished relatively recently. Um, that's old as fuck, too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, because again, I was. I'm going through like. Uh, and don't get me wrong. I'm not going through a listen in chronological order, mind you. But you know, I'm just like. I'm like okay. Well, so I, I, I know I finished Walk of Melee relative like in the last like say six months. But I feel like there's a game that I finished since then as well. Um, I'm just trying to figure out. Oh, you did Oberdin, right? Huh? You did the Oberdin game. No, what's Oberdin? Yeah, I you did that. he yeah, Larry knows what it is. It's the with the Memento Mori mechanic. Oh, oh, Oberdin. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I did finish. Yeah, Return of the Oberdin. Absolutely, like I love that game. Like I, still, it's, I still like, haven't started it yet. I love Oberdin so much that, like, I I recently went looking just to be like, they gonna make a sequel? Like, no. Oh. And then I was like, what are there any games like it? And you know, everybody is like, it's a common question apparently for people that have played 
Return of the Overton. <laughs> and they're like, I want to play something else like this. And apparently there is no games like Return of the Overton. Like, like people put stuff out there and everybody's like, yeah, that's like, I get why you say that, but it's not like Overton. And, and it's true. Like, I played a, a, a demo of a game on Steam recently called, um, what is that called? The Case of the Something Totem. Uh, I can't remember what the, the totem, but it's like the case. Oh, I mean, I think it's case of the golden totem, I think is what it's called. And it's a, that's a really cool game. It's, it's kind of like a deductive reasoning-esque kind of game, which is why I think people were like, oh yeah, that's like almost like Oberdin. And because that's what Oberdin is in a lot of ways, is a deductive reasoning kind of game. But but you know the way and and that game the the totem joint the golden totem joint has like a narrative that goes through it to a degree as well but not like overdin does o overdin is just like man it's it's a, like it's kind of a masterpiece dude like such a good game yeah minor correction idol say again just a minor correction it's idol not totem Oh, there it is. Case of the Golden of Golden Idol. Sorry. Thank you for that, Jay. Appreciate it. Yeah, so... I still know, have a but... copy of uh, Return of Oberdin. Uh, Dude. <laughs> it's still in this you'll, class. You'll, you'll like it, Mo. Like, it is, like, the kind of thing where... And don't get me wrong, it'll be tough, but it's worth it. Yeah, I know, uh, but you, I just, you know, gotta find the time. Yeah, and so and you I'm know, like I mean, were you replaying what? Battle chasers. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That game I'm, frustrates I'm, me. Say what? So that game frustrates me. Why? Because it feels like a waste to not be able to have play all six characters at the same time yeah how many and do you play at once three three, three. Mm. and it's um but you know in its defense i don't think the comic they even met all all of them met each other <laughs> but so it could have took so long for the comic to come out so <laughs> but in the game they already know each other so it's it's weird but that's my biggest gripe, but I think that's just a stylistic thing too. Like, it's there's no real like technology like holding them back from doing it, you know? Oh no, no, it's just definitely a game choice. Like, it's funny because I actually had that same thought relatively recently because, like I mentioned to Jay earlier, I'm playing uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, and mm -hmm. there's a point in the game where I'm like, oh, this is like an all hands on deck situation, like. It was weird to me that it's like not everybody is going to like the there's a point in the game where Avengers Tower gets attacked. And I'm like, I'm like all the big guns should go to that. You know what I'm saying? Like every, and even if I don't get to play as everybody, everybody should be there, you know. But it was just me and Iron Man and Captain America was already there. And so, you know, which was awesome. Cap dude, Captain America so good. <laughs> like, like, like the characterization, I mean. Like, there's a point, like, you know, you get to create your own character. 
and uh the hunter comes down and um is like fighting and then captain america does like you know his freaking shield bounce thing and catches this the shield and he goes hi i'm steve <laughs> i'm just like i love this fool already <laughs> like hi i'm steve <laughs> Like, yeah, the characterization is spot on for Cap. I love it. Yeah, you could have been playing God of War there, dude. It's on my list, trust me. But that's the thing where what I'm feeling like right now is playing You've been working your way out of the Citadel from Mass Effect One. <laughs> I beat Mass Effect One already. <laughs> Look, that was a whole different time, man. It's like, man, I played so many games in that era. Oh. <laughs> Damn, damn priorities. I, I, <laughs> look, I, that is true, though. You're right. It was different then, right? Like, I I guess technically it was more so, like, I was kind of getting paid to make sure I was playing those games. Damn, I need to do that again. <laughs> anyway. All tell, right. Tell Scott to get out that ice cream game, man. That is yeah, man. Uh, like, there's no money in this whole ice cream thing. You yeah. know? Right. Who likes ice cream? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> The market is no. flooded. Like, does he have thirty one? <laughs> does he have thirty one flavors? Does he have thirty two? That's the question. That's the question. Look, yeah, I expanded this ice cream market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, I guess we should start reviewing some stuff. Yeah. Huh? Now that might take you guys on working. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, uh, we need the uh, the TV theme because we're going to talk to about some unicorn warriors eternal. <laughs> unicorn, they keep on fighting. Oh, uh, so. Uh, no, more about Jelko. When the fourth round, don't you call in? Oh. Unicorn can't stop, won't stop. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jay, you brought uh unicorn to the table. Unicorn Warriors Eternal. What one of your many unicorn titles that you want us to review? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you talk to us about unicorn uh Warriors Eternal? So Unicorn Warriors Eternal is about a group of heroes uh, fighting back in evil, and they're basically, every time they're needed, their souls are implanted into another, and they become that person. And this time, there's a, in, there's, it just doesn't go right. And so the people that are chosen aren't um, aren't actually equipped to like become these heroes and they end up not really working full tilt. Uh, you know, Melinda's kind of got a split personality going. Uh, the one kid is too young to be able to handle 
uh, the power to see everything. Yeah. And uh, the elf is doing okay, but even he says, like, his mind is a little cloudy. Mm -hmm. And so they basically are fighting this evil despite uh, not being the heroes for the job. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Um, uh, you didn't mention that is, this is the latest Jindy Tartakovsky project. Um, he directed um, the storyboards and writing for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the art style is a little bit different than what... Well, I know it's a little bit different um, than maybe what I... Huh? Yeah. I was gonna say I'm not a fan. Oh Kinda. no, you don't you don't you don't you don't like the art style? I'm not really feeling it. Like I don't know, something about it just uh, it's off to me. So I'm, I'm not really digging it. Like it's not bad enough for me to not watch the show. Mm -hmm. But I do wish that it were different. What were you gonna say, uh, Mo? I love it. Like it's very uh, neoclassic, because it's like yeah. uh, it's like Tex Avery style, and it's the weird proportions and certain characters that like are just background characters, but they just got this big bulbous nose, you know. And uh, they, you know, I like seeing characters with big noses. It makes me feel represented. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but either way, like I, I just I like it. Like they pick. Yeah, certain characters have these weird features, and then some of them are more plain and sleek, you know, mainly the main character. Right. But it's like kind of this weird, um, exaggerated anatomy that it works for when, like, like when a crowd sees the, the, the monster and it's like they're in fear and they look all weird <laughs> and making the fear experience. Like, I like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, then the rest of the time, the characters are more sleek, you know? Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say, Jay? Uh, I definitely would have preferred something a little closer to like the Tim symbionic titan art style. Mm-hmm. Um which I think can work in a steampunk aesthetic. one hundred percent. Yeah. Or it's even interesting, like, but um, even oh, like the primal style like mm -hmm. work here, you know. That's mm -hmm. kind of separate to that too, though. I was just gonna say it was a little strange, just because I felt like the art style, like in the in the very beginning, kind of felt along the lines of what we're used to seeing. Um, and and don't get me wrong, it was still different, but. I was just like, okay, you know, and it's like I like I, I noticed from the very beginning that the art style is modified, but then there's a point after you get past like that kind of initial when you start seeing when you get past seeing like the initial heroes like I guess in their original configuration, and then it's like all of a sudden it, feels, it almost feels like the, the art style like switches, and I was like, huh, this is interesting, you know. And I'm not like I, I personally I'm not mad at it. Like I don't like I don't I can't say I dislike it. I think it's just more so that it's I know it's just not what I was used to. And you know, when you um 
hear like uh, Gendy's name, I know I associate that with a particular style of animation. And yeah. so it was just more so the idea like, oh, I'm, this is not that style anymore. And it is like very much more classic kind of animation. Like, you know, like, yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said uh, Tex Avery Mo, because it's just like, Dude, yeah. I'm just straight up looks like Betty Boop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. 100%. And there's like, there's, there's moments in the animation where like it, it does like some old like Looney Tune esque type of like yeah. movements and like, you know, like the, especially like the little, um, the little new cosmic monk is like yeah. this guy is basically like a Looney Tunes character floating through the air all as the time. Soon, like the way, well, as soon as he got activated, like his yeah. whole anatomy changed, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I loved it. It, it, like, it, and you know, he's a mm -hmm. young kid too, so it actually, mm -hmm. it, it, I literally had like a flashback from when I first smoked weed ever at 11 years old. Like, that's literally what happened to me. Like, it, it, I just started seeing all timelines at once, and it, it's like it was a trip. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, that's literally how I felt. Like his, his, the way he smiled, and he just has that goofy smile on it. You know, yeah, like, that that reminds me of the first time I ever smoked some pot. A little, little boy of eleven years old. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, Mo, how'd you feel about the story? I love the story. Like I, I only watched two episodes, but I, I loved mm -hmm. it. Like, you know, part of it is the the premise I enjoy. That's the Eternals in a sense, and like mm -hmm. the execution of it. The weirdest part was the like steampunk <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Copernicus. That was like the oddest. Like this from the mm -hmm. future. What future? You know, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like it's, it's still like the dark ages to me, but but you know, Merlin brought him, of course. And but it, it's a, like that's okay, I, you know. Once I saw, it, I didn't realize it was Gendy till till at the end, so I, I just oh, watched really? it. Yeah, I knew because I know Jay told me it was the people that did uh Bird Boy, um, but I guess that's the animation studio or the production company. No, that's that's Unicorn Wars. Oh, the, the boy. Okay, and it, so yeah, so I, I I did the Larry thing where I messed them up, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I want to watch Unicorn Wars too now, um. But uh, okay, so yeah, so when I watched this, I thought it was like, this, okay. This is the people in Bird Boy. I can kind of see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, what, you know, but yeah, I guess it's not. <laughs> but, <laughs> once I saw it was Gendy, I'm like, okay, that's kind of like his. His visual humor, in a sense, like it's that weird, like aside from it being like a Tex Avery influence art, that robot is like the weird thing to look at, but because it's gonna do a lot of crazy shit, it's like a dinosaur and primal, you know. So it needs to take up space in the frame. It needs to like be crazy when it moves, and and you know, like the hat, like when he, yeah. when he, other fat guy with a top hat, and yeah. He, it's a hat. I loved it. <laughs> like, so, like um, the brim literally went in and it came yeah. out and then went back in. I was just like, "That's so crazy." <laughs> yeah, and, you know, especially with animation, sometimes you got to focus on certain things to flow better than others. In mm -hmm. this cartoon, you don't have that. Like I see it with a lot of DC, the DC animated stuff, where some of the actions, even like Attack on Titan, 
like some sometimes certain scenes look a little choppy because the action scenes are where they put all the energy and here mm-hmm. it's like it's sometimes it's humor sometimes it's action and then the, the the other parts don't feel like they have a detriment because of that and so that 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 art style and everything works the story i love the premise uh and i love the execution so it, mm-hmm. this actually feels a little more like what it, the eternal should have been and um it, you know and that's uh yeah but our the sad fact of the matter is that like Hancock feels more like what Eternal should have been, and it's so everything <laughs> Eternal feels like what Eternal should have been, and that, it just it just it just makes me sad and angry. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it's like I have snap because uh, it's a Guardian season, and I fuck do I give a fuck about Guardians? Yeah, <laughs> like I don't want to do this movie. I don't want to do this. So you know, until I saw the high evolutionary card, I'm like, fuck. Now I need to get some tokens. So I gotta fucking turn <laughs> kick some ass and get some fucking tokens because I want my cyclops mm-hmm. to be useful finally. <laughs> oh man, how dare you? <laughs> I do have, uh, uh, as Guardians of the Galaxy deck. So like I made a deck that is, but I I don't use it out of spite because of the movie. <laughs> they had they had a challenge recently where you had to win 10 times uh with starting with star lord in your deck or star lord starting in your deck and so because of that i actually did have like a guardian's deck because you know i'm like well if star lord is going to be in here i gotta try to make it useful right like you know yeah. or at least that's, that was my thought but realistically, uh, it, it's funny because uh, my uh, our buddy Raymond, uh, mm-hmm. he literally just took out like Nightcrawler and then put Star Lord in <laughs> <laughs> in one of his decks, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, it worked fine," you know. And I was like, "Damn, I probably should have done that." <laughs> one of my move decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, not to get a sidetrack, but. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this, and I can't wait to watch more. And then now I can't wait to watch Unicorn Wars. So, <laughs> yeah. Like part—that that's the second part of Jay's Unicorn uh, review trilogy. No, but but yeah, look, I will say that you know just to kind of piggyback off of what you were just saying, Mo. Uh, I think you're absolutely correct in regards to like the premise of this show is really interesting. And then more importantly, the execution is really great. Like, it's just interesting. And it, it the show itself doesn't necessarily go in the places that you expect it to go. And so, which is, you know, how rare is that in this day and age? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, you know, I mean, especially like you read or watch a lot of pop culture stuff. It's like, you know, there's only so many stories that are getting told. And I'm not knocking it. So like execution becomes a big part of things. But when you have somebody like come up with a premise that's like, oh, wow, that's a little like, you know, I don't know if I want to say it's novel, but, you know, it's interesting. And yeah. then they, they start executing it, executing it in a way where you don't necessarily know which way it's going to go. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, like, yeah, like. <laughs> It's, the execution at this point is everything because every story has been told, you know. Right. So it's like you know, I was telling right. Emily uh, just the other day how, um, what well, we were watching a documentary and uh, it's the movies that made us on Netflix and they talk about Halloween. Mm-hmm. 
And then they talk about Friday the 13th, how Friday the 13th was just like a knockoff of Halloween. But mm-hmm. I didn't see it that way when I watched it right. as a kid. Like, right. Own thing. And now when you actually analyze it, it's like, yeah, but it, it like it just does its own thing. It, the execution is <laughs> the, right. the key, you know? Right. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I feel like the like all of the main characters, which you know, I, I think of like the four the cast of the four um warriors or the three warriors and uh Copernicus, they're like robot aid. <laughs> they're they're far future robot aid, right? It's like they all have like very unique attributes to them. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and again, it's like one of these things where I felt like when I start when I was watching initially, I'm like, oh, okay, like we got some archetypes here, and like I get it, like you know, like this yeah. is like some stuff, like I I know what I'm gonna get from these characters. But then they flip that or they turn that on its head because like when the when you start getting the reincarnation of these characters and it doesn't go the way that it's supposed to, it's like, oh, actually these people are acting different than I would have expected them to. But at the same time, they're acting in some of the same ways that they would as well. And so it's like, you know, it's kind of playing against type, which is pretty awesome. Um, The only thing gets confused between like what's in front of him and what's in like the astral plane. Right. There'll be times where he's trying to walk and he's like, why can't I go forward? And he's like walking into a wall, but he can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's real good stuff. And I love the cosmic turtle. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because yeah, when when you all put that in group chat, I was like, what are these fools talking about? But I'm like, I'll, I'll figure it. Out. I'm like, I, I'll know. Like, I'm sure that I'll. Um, it's in one of these shows. You know, <laughs> I'm sure. But um, the only thing that I can say that I really was like, I don't know if I want to say I disliked, but what I will say is I was a little disappointed by. It. Maybe that's the better way to say it. Or slight. And when I say this, I mean slightly in in the slightest way disappointed. Um, you know, they give you a montage in the beginning of these heroes being reincarnated in to different people and what's interesting about it is like you know you get iterations of these heroes and in some you know they're they're coming up in different like historical time periods different types of people and so despite the heroes uh you know each person looks different but despite each person looking different, they still have common characteristics in each incarnation that kind of like, so you can tell like, oh, that's this hero, that's that hero. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like it ma- they, they manifest in a particular way. And I found like, that was really interesting because it's like, for instance, you know, you have like um, Melinda at a certain point manifests into a female soldier uh and which you know it's almost like a Joan of Arc-ish kind of yeah. archetype or whatnot or I don't know if that was the Actually, the French Arc. woman that yeah. she was talking about but anyway like you know it's a, a say again Jay no it's coughing oh no worries um but yeah think Joan of Arc so a woman in armor and so 
Melinda has like the look of like this kind of like dark energy kind of witch thing going on. Yeah. And when she mani- when she manifests inside of this woman, she manifests that dark energy witch kind of deal, but in armor, which is awesome because it's just like a cool look and it's different, you know, like there's other attributes that she kind of, you know, that are through lines for the character. But when she does it with the character, uh, which I think is, is it Anna? Is that the character's name in this? No. I believe. Or Emma? Emma, yeah. Emma. Okay. Emma. So when she manifests in Emma, you know, it happens on Emma's wedding day. So she's in a wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, oh, wow, like, that's kind of cool, you know? And that happens with Melinda. It happens with, uh, I think the dude's name is Jen, the cosmic monk dude. Is that it? Jen? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah. But I was disappointed, like I said, slight, just oh, ever so slightly when the elf guy manifests in the modern times because I feel like that fool just turned into the character that we saw in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, why does this fool look exactly like he did? And you know, and I and I and I get that that might be a choice they made, just because he's the one that manifested, I guess, most closely to how yeah. he's supposed to. He so had the I least understand- like, right trouble, yeah, right. And so I understand that from like that might just be like an artistic decision they made because they want to show like okay, like he manifested you know but but we've seen the manifestations throughout history and each time they look a little different including his you know what i'm saying like you know i feel like the last one they showed us before they went to this time was like literally like the dude looked like he maybe got manifested into like the sheriff of like a old west town yeah and so this fool had like the handlebar mustache and a cowboy hat other like, dude like that is so cool like how they do this and so I was looking very much forward to, you know, what this guy's going to look like next. And as soon as I saw the character come on screen before he, the manifestation, I'm like, man, it's, it's, it's gonna, I'm like, it's going to be that guy. I hope it's not that guy. You know? <laughs> and it was that guy. And then on top of that, I was like, oh, man, this was all super milk toast. Like, this will just turn back into himself. Like, <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Like, like, you know, it's like, you know, it, like, I felt like they kind of would do the thing where, like, you know, even like the you know, the hair would kind of change a little bit or whatever, but yeah, man, it's like, it was just, the stool, so he turned into the elf, and I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe something will happen with him later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, Jay, do you happen to know how long, like, how many episodes this run is going to be? I do not. Nah. Because these, these days, I'm like, you know, uh, you, you, we're lucky if we get eight episodes, right? We're like, okay, right. <laughs> count your lucky stars. But honestly, if they give me good a good eight episodes and maybe two, three seasons, I'm happy. Like, I don't need shit to go on forever. Like, I don't have time for shit to go on forever. So, so uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm good. Like, if you give me, you know, a good eight episode, I'm fucking pissed at Star Trek Prodigy. Fucking. Why? Because I thought I had the the, the 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 finale on like episode thirteen, and I keep having 
thinking like I thought that in episode eight. I thought I thought in episode twelve. Mm-hmm. They're on episode eighteen. I'm like six episodes behind. <laughs> and it takes a break. I will say the way each episode leads into the next, I'm pretty sure if it makes me feel like there is a plan. Like oh, yeah. they are gonna get it done in this uh season, be it ten episodes or however many. Like I know I think ten is like the standard order number right now. Yeah. So it probably will be ten episodes. But the thing I love about this format is that if they wanted to go further, you could actually just switch your cast. Like yeah. You can take it into the future. Yeah. yeah. You know, right now they're in like 1890. Yeah. So they've got time to like, you know, they can it's an easy to reuse. Like it's built to be reused. Like they mm-hmm. can literally cancel it and then bring it back and still do <laughs> different stories that still are tight. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But each each season easily <laughs> each season could easily be self-contained, which would be awesome. Like if they just told a narrative each season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Larry, did you watch it on HBO Max? You know, I did not. I actually uh, watched it on demand. Look, Why? Look, what happened on HBO Max? How about you? Um, I watched it on Amazon. Okay. And it's yeah, I bought I bought it, so it's not the HBO Max version. Okay. Which is weird because I know on my thing, um, the HBO Max and the uh, non HBO Max have different ratings. That's and I thought that was higher. Uh, the HBO Max one is uh, the lower one. Mm. So, like PG 13 or PG? It was like TV PG. Uh huh. And the one I have is TVMA. Well, that's weird. Because I, I heard. I, Thought I heard a curse word on the HBO Max one, but that's a that could be just me filling it okay. in, filling it in the blank. Um, in HBO Max, I, I you know the reason I only watched the first two episodes is because I tried all week to watch it, and it mm-hmm. took like it, I just kept getting the loading wheel for like fucking thirty five minutes. It wouldn't load it. Oh. And it, I had that problem with HBO Max with a lot of shit, and it's cool shit that I want to see. You know, I put on, I'm like, let me test it. And I put those twin brothers that real estate and fuck each other, those fucking mm-hmm. cocksuckers, it played in, thir- in three seconds. It loaded up in three seconds. That fucking reality show shit. Like, I don't pay $14.99 a month to watch fucking reality show. I don't want that shit on my fucking app. I want the Gendy shit. I want that to load up real quick. You know? Like I want my cool HBO shit to be available to me, and that's the shit that it, like the Apple crash when I'm trying to watch fucking Perry Mason. But when I'm trying, you know, I'm like, oh, let me test it with this fucking fuckboy island shit. It loads up all quick. <laughs> like what the fuck? 
in the transition period from HBO Max to just Max. Well, in that transition period, discount me my fucking fourteen ninety nine. If that <laughs> if that's your excuse, because really, fuck that. I want to watch my Gendy shit. You know, I, I want to watch my cool shit on HBO Max. And I know it's a dope, you know, but it, it that's what I pay for for HBO Max or or just Max now. Like I just pay for that, but I, I don't want to. I don't want those fucking uh, incestuous twins on my shit. Like I don't want them promoting that to me at all. I don't honestly. I don't want them promoting me any reality TV at all. I don't want HBO. The only reality show I ever liked on HBO Max was like Taxi Cab Confessions and like fucking uh, Real Sex, and that's just to beat off. Like it's not. I'm not watching for the for for what happens to the cast. Their, their journey, you know, but I am watching the Gendy shit for the journey, and I want that shit to load it, it faster than those shitty ass twins that do real estate. So, if so, you follow, if you like, subscribe, hit the bell. I'm, I, I, this whole rant will be in the shorts version tomorrow. <laughs> I already recorded. <laughs> when, when Moses goes to ask for his fifteen dollars back, they're gonna be like, "Well, we'll we'll give it to you," but it seems that you watched. Every episode of Fuckboy Island all this past month. So no, I, I, I really don't. But you know, I, I, I'm, <laughs> you're not I'm gonna convince us. You definitely not gonna convince them. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I keep mentioning Fuckboy Island is because I'm a Nikki Glazer fan. <laughs> so it's like I'm happy Wait, that she's getting work. I'm happy there she's. It getting, is. But there it uh, is. but <laughs> I, I just wish she was doing better work. Like, give me a Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> With Nikki Glazer, you know what I mean. Let's let's Netflix. Let's be did, Netflix gave her a movie that's amazing. Like it, it's her being a comedian and fucking this weirdo. Like it, it's tight. What movie's that? I forget what it's called, but it's oh, her okay. fucking a weirdo, and it's like this dude literally is fucked up, and it's like based on her true story. It's like HBO Max couldn't do that. Like they gave her a deal for a shitty reality show. They can't they can't let her make a fucking movie. I'm just saying, man. Like. Like if somebody was like, "Fuckboy Island," who who's hosting that? And you say yeah. Nikki Glazer, you go, "Oh yeah, yeah." I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not a good fit. I'm not saying <laughs> I don't want that shit marketed to me. Yeah, I hear that. You know, because that I don't like reality TV. Like just Ink yeah. Mastering, that's it. And maybe RuPaul's Drag Race. There it is. But that's I got Paramount Plus for that. Okay, so, it, it's time. We should rate. I did want to mention there was oh, one scene. I there was a couple, like two scenes I did want to talk about because I, I enjoyed them. Oh, go for it. Um, there's one scene where the heroes are being attacked by terracotta warriors. Mm. Uh, <laughs> did you guys see that? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, and so it's just really funny. Like, yeah. The statues are nude, and in order to protect Melinda's honor, uh, the elf goes and cuts off all the dicks off the soldiers. It's it's really funny, and they don't show it, which so you just see the sword moving. Yeah, and it's easy to figure out what's going on, but. You don't really get the whole thing until they show the full body later, and there's just a crack where the dick <laughs> would be. 
it's, it's really funny. Yeah, it is funny. And there was another scene where the evil has her robots and they're attacking a ship. And it was interesting, like the first guy definitely got killed, but at the same, like me, like looking at it, I'm still in my Cartoon Network kind of vibe, like, oh, they didn't really kill that guy, did they? Only for like the whole ship to come back as zombies later. It's like, oh, they killed everybody. Like, mm -hmm. nice. So that was yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because that scene, it made me think about Obra did. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, it's like Return of the Open Thin. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Um yeah, we can rate. Yeah. All right. Uh Moses, let's start with you, bud. What would you yeah. rate Unicorn Warriors Eternal? It's a five. Like I love the, the animation. I like the throwback style, but it's still uh, you know, now that I know it's Gendy, like it. Skindy, you know, mm -hmm. so uh, mm -hmm. so it's still like it, it the homage, it's homage and stylized and it's fluid, like the frame rate's good. Uh, if I were to rate the app, it, it's like a two because <laughs> I literally <laughs> in it in my stuff and then I couldn't find my stuff <laughs> until you know, until they updated it today. You know, I'm mm -hmm. trying to watch it today and they're like, oh, you got to get the new app, we're just max. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> Let me, uh, <laughs> let me, yeah. And luckily, you know, the transition was easy. Like, every, all my stuff is there and everything I've watched is there. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how they collected all my data, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's there. And then, um, but the show itself, like, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, like, I, I love it. I can't wait to keep watching it on the treadmill and, there you, you know, stop watching Chainsaw Man. I, like, I only do 20 minutes on the treadmill, so it's like Chainsaw Man's like those credits are like eight minutes. So like I'm not trying to do no 30 minutes. <laughs> but yeah. Jay, what would you rate Unicorn Warriors Eternal? I would give it a four and a half. Um I like the characters, the story, the action is pretty good. Um in particular, there's a fight scene with the, uh, what's the kid's name? I forget, like, I don't know, Petey or something. And he's fighting his old mates after uh, he gets turned into the warrior. And it's just really good. Like, yeah, it's, it's just really good. And he's a soccer yeah. player. And they kind of use that. But he's also floating yeah. in three dimensions. So he's like... Right. Doing that and soccer to fight, like it's just great. Um, yeah. I just love when he tells them, like, when he tells them initially, like, you know, you guys are angry because you guys are left here, but all you need is a love for each other and you have each other. <laughs> he mm -hmm. just takes all this and that and move forward. And like, fuck that. And they, and they start fighting. <laughs> right, right. I trying to hear that. Yeah. Tell us all we need is each other's love. Get out of here. After Scott. Yeah. Right. It, it just loses half a point with me because I'm, like I said, I'm not a fan of the art style. 
Um, but everything else I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I like warriors that were supposed to get the powers. Like, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I, I, I think uh, four and a half is what I would give it as well. Um, pardon me. Look, so, I, yeah. Thank you. Like honestly, I think even though I feel different than Jay does about it, I think I give it four and a half for the same reason. <laughs> Whereas like, you know, it's like Jay might be like, you know, like you know, I guess like say left of center in regards to like not liking the art style. And I think I'm right of center where it's like, you know, I don't mind the art style, but at the same time, I definitely would have preferred a more traditional, uh, you know, Gendi style. Yeah, yeah, a more traditional Gendi style. Like, and and on top of that, like, not only would I have preferred it, but I think it actually, from a tonal perspective, might have fit the story better. Mm. And so it's like one of those things where it's like, man, like, I would have liked to see what that would have looked like. And and it's hard for me to like not think about that while I'm watching the show, <laughs> which is unfortunate. But it's real good, and I'm sitting here like, wow, like it's so funny because I'm sitting here like, I definitely want to watch this. Like as soon as it comes out, like whenever the next episode comes out, like I want to see the next episode. But at the same time, I'm just like, huh, that's weird. Like, I, I feel like I've seen, I saw, like, I think maybe, and it's probably like some promotional stuff. Like, I feel like I saw that cosmic monk before. I just don't know where. And it might even been on like TikTok or something, <laughs> you know, like as an ad or something like that. Because no, it was weed just I... the first time I ever smoked weed. <laughs> <laughs> it it wasn't the kid version. It was the OG monk yeah. version. That guy looks so. I love cool. how he just took off. Yeah, the powers. He's like, "All right, I gotta go that way now." Yeah, no, <laughs> dude. And I feel like that's gonna come into play later. Like one hundred percent. Like that's like he's already fighting the final battle where he like assists them fully. Mm-hmm. Like he reaches his potential or some shit. But I love that design of that that monk yeah. and how he fought and everything. Even yeah. I love the kid version, but I, I love that design too. Yeah. Like. It's so cool. And and it's like so perfectly encapsulates what it's supposed to. Like where you're like, like if you didn't tell me that was a cosmic monk, yeah. I feel like you're like, what is this? And I would be like, oh, that's a cosmic monk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you know, like it, it, it 100% feels and looks exactly like it's supposed what it's supposed to be. And I want that's so cool. And the name's Alfie, yeah. not PD. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. All right. So let's, uh, yeah. High praise for Fantastic Corn for Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Let's go on to COVID Cop. Yeah. Let me do this. Comic. Sounds good. Sorry. My computer had, I had to restart everything. So. No, listen. You're good, Mo. The I'm people know. Up. I should have had it ready. <laughs> I should have had it ready. I said I should have had it ready. <laughs> Ooh, comic book 
Review. Uh, like review. <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like. I love it. I love it. All right, Moses. Yeah. You brought us COVID Cop. Why don't you tell the people what it is? Um, COVID Cop was a Kickstarter that I did on Chronic, and uh, <laughs> but I didn't. You know, I didn't do a lot of the uh, perks, so I didn't like get a bunch and a bunch of stuff. I, I know he did some sketches that he gave out. Dean Haspiel, that is the creator, and uh, I'm like, you know what? I just want to do the comic and the digital version, like because it comes with a digital version when you buy the comics. Mm-hmm. So, I did the small tier, like five, six, seven bucks or something, and uh, yeah, it finally came out. Um, it. This wasn't during COVID. This is more recent, and it's just something he did during COVID to like kind of work out the the way the world was. I mean, it feels like forever now, but the world was very chaotic. <laughs> it, w- it was a clash of of a plague of ideologies and a plague of actual biological things trying to hurt you. And mm-hmm. it's like the ideology spread faster than the disease and really like fucked everything up. Like, it, I, I felt like it halted progress for the next 50 years myself, but on anything. And we're starting to see it now <laughs> with the, uh, the way the economic system's working and everything. But this isn't a review of that. This isn't a review of reality. We really we review comics here so that we don't have to. <laughs> so, there um, it is. Amen. But this. <laughs> It's this it's hard to do that when you read this comic because it, it's very like a dirty mirror to society in that time. And uh and it's really about this COVID cop trying to really like have a save his marriage <laughs> if he can't save his world <laughs> the world. And mm-hmm. uh I, I feel um during the 2020 time um Dean Haspiel actually, like, I believe he got married uh, to uh, Whitney Matheson, who we interviewed on the show before. She was like the pop culture reporter for USA Today. Mm. Uh, they they got married. I don't know if they got married before that or around that time, or it was fairly new. So that's how um, I became Facebook friends with him because I was Facebook friends with her. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I'm like, oh, I love this guy. Like, I love his comics, his work he's done for Vertigo. Like, The Alcoholic is one of my favorite comics, and it's written by Jonathan Ames, uh, HBO's like Bored to Death, and uh, mm-hmm. which is an amazing show. Um, mm-hmm. and then he did The Amazing Ray, the Zach Kalafanakis like superhero book. And so, Dean Haspiel worked on that, and yeah, so he does a lot of stuff that I've always been aware of and now he's like ah, do something create your own because of this covid shit and i'm like let me take my money sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh and that that's why i chose to you know and i finally it came in the mail i, I want to say about two weeks ago so i'm like hey you know we're looking for stuff to review let's let's do that i didn't yeah. get perks to do a uh a, a, a vlog of it so or an unboxing of it so let's just do it here yeah so what do you think of the book itself, COVID Cop? It, it was definitely like a hodgepodge of like what our brains were. <laughs> They're like, mm-hmm. like kind of chaotic, kind of fearful, uh, kind of angry. 
and uh and the the everything the first few four five six pages kind of go through that and then it starts to kind of find its footing and it kind of like feels like what it was that time was for us and for me in particular so it's more about what's really important <laughs> in life mm -hmm. in a sense and and really that that gave me the focus and it's like no matter what happens like we we gotta we gotta get out of this so um it, it's just one issue and so the story itself like it was like it definitely feels like it's done in that time where it's so chaotic and in terms of like comic format and storytelling it would feel like something you wouldn't rate highly uh in mm -hmm. certain parts but it is like from an expressive art form way it's like yeah this is this is a expressionist comic storytelling <laughs> and you see it in the color scheme like you can kind of see yeah. it here to me where you got that like different shades of purple uh, against the dark blue of the uniform and mm -hmm. the, the comic art inside does that and I, i'm so happy i got the, the the physical copy as well as the digital the digital is, is really high quality so the colors really pop but then holding those pages in the way that he chose to have it printed in in person the colors really pop there too like i just from the colors perspective i feel like i want to frame several of these pages and they're not mm -hmm. you know, his art style isn't like the traditional stereotypical like superhero art but right. the way like this is it, it, it this is kind of like a, a, a class in how to make comics cartooning like he, he, right. he does it he he hits every mark that i feel like i'm not getting in these superhero books that i try to read right now <laughs> you know like it's like you know keep it you know um I heard Pitbull say, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. And that's how this is. It's like he keeps <laughs> the art. The art is simple in the sense that his art style is not super hyper-realistic or detailed. But when you add the colors and inks on it, it just gives it the dimension. Like So he's like, he keeps his pencils simple, and he does the art and color. I think he did that all himself, too. Yeah, um, I'm pretty yeah. sure he did. And it really just makes the pop. Like, the way the colors, like, clash with each other and complement each other at the same time really adds almost like a 3d effect and uh, you can see it from the cover and you can see it from like um let's see oh no i can't do it right, but, uh you can see it from the cover and you can see it from uh the interior art if, if, if you do it I, I didn't pull in the art because i was sleepy and i took a nap but oh I <laughs> pull some i think maybe but it, it's just this is really good like the, again execution <laughs> you know the story is is a little more unique but it's it's i'm sure that it's been told before but the execution of it really like I, I i love the colors of this book like just the title like everything feels like it would be part of my starburst pack of candy yeah. <laughs> that's too funny yeah, or like my now leaders, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's interesting because you know I'm I'm familiar with with Dean Haspel's work. Um, most most of it 
mostly on the superhero side of things. Yeah. Um, you know, which I mean, he's worked for. I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he's worked for like all the major, mm-hmm. like all the major publishers. Um, you know, of course, because just me being me, like the series that um, I know him most for is you know he did uh, a, like a Cyclops mini, so mm-hmm. like he did the art on that, and so you know I'm familiar with his work. So you know when you were like, okay, let's do COVID Cop. I was like, okay, like I don't know what that's gonna be, but I'm interested just to kind of see what it's like. And I, I agree with you 100 percent Mo in the sense that it definitely feels like okay, this these are ideas that came during the beginning of the pandemic. Like if and, and it does it does a good job, I think, of channeling that feeling onto the page. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I know for myself, story-wise, I was kind of like, okay, where are we going to go with this? And, you know, I, I guess I, I kind of feel like where, where you were going, where you're like, it does kind of come together. And it, and it does. Like, it comes into a narrative um, or more of a narrative, I guess I should say, than where it starts. You know, at the same time, though, I'm just kind of like, you know, I, it didn't hit for me. Um mm-hmm. But, but you know, but at the same time, though, it's like it it went to show like it definitely goes to to Dean Haspel's creativity because there are things in it where it's just like, okay, like like one of the examples that comes to mind is, you know, Santa is in the joint mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and there's a point where you know Santa has on his mask, and his mask on the mask it says "nice." <laughs> and then when Santa decides to take off his mask, on the inside of the mask it says "naughty," <laughs> you know. And it's just like one of those things where it's like, that's that's kind of creative because you know, like there's a little bit of a commentary there. Yeah. It in relation to, or as it relates to Santa as well as the pandemic, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, okay, you know, but at the same time, it's like, while I can appreciate those moments for what they are at the end of the day, I, I think from a narrative perspective, I just kind of like, yeah, this just feels kind of very stream of consciousness mm-hmm. to me. And I, which I don't, I don't mind sometimes, but in this particular instance, I, I wasn't, it didn't do it for me. And I think that's party, partly why it just came out the way it did in Kickstarter. And it's just something he had that he essentially mm-hmm. wrote for himself. It, right. It's catharsis. And he's like, well, you know, let's let's see who, who else can can enjoy this. Or, or I may mm-hmm. like, I gotta pay my bills. Let me put something out there that, that I can make some quick. Uh, in 30 days, I could get some money, you know? Um, which and, I don't, I don't mind that at all. No, um, no, but it, it is definitely not. It's not a comic book like for mass consumption. You know, no, it's for the fans of his that yeah see the premise. And yeah, are like and are and want to support him, and they do. And yeah, like you know, which what what you did, like uh, he even says in the book, a Dean Haspel deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which yeah. I'm like. 
you can't be mad at that. You know what I'm saying? It's like like uh, the same way how a music artist might be like, you know, I mean, what used to be a B-side back in the day, you know, where you're yeah. just like, hey, like, this isn't the song that's for the radio. Yeah. This is for the people that are like, that buy it. That rock <laughs> with me. You know, that, yeah, that rock that rock with me and, and I want to be on my journey with me. And, you know, they can be like, oh, yeah, actually, he made, you know, they made this joint. And so it's like, yeah, so I yeah. get it. Jay, what do you think of COVID Cop? Um, it's not really my thing for me. Um, it, it's from a headspace that I don't want to be in, um, which, you know, he was doing this when COVID started, and I definitely don't want to return to there. Um, <laughs> just because there was a lot of shit going on that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to yes. like uh, stay in if that makes sense. Yeah, um, perfect sense. But yeah, yeah so it just wasn't really for me. And it does have like a fast pace to where I wasn't quite sure what was going on. Um, but again, I think that's more in my headspace too, not trying too hard. But I do recognize that it is a story that he drew and wrote. Mm -hmm. And I know you were saying something uh, earlier about a stream of consciousness. And that reminded me of another cop, X cop. Mm. That's a very stream of conscious, um, stream of conscious kind of rambly mm-hmm. this made more sense than axe cop um, <laughs> right so yeah th- this made more sense than axe cop um i think axe cop is a little more enjoyable just because it's a little more just bad guys dying because they're bad guys yeah mm-hmm. um which is weird because I didn't like X Cop, um, like at all, and I don't like dislike this. Really, well, they're doing the, the X Cop special, the X Cop versus uh, Rodney King. I only watched the cartoon, and that was only for like a couple issue uh, episodes because it was just too effing random for me. Um, but yeah. Um, COVID cop, you know, I, I haven't said this before, but I actually don't like looking at COVID. It's, uh, <laughs> like, like I don't, the word wasn't to me. Hmm? Like the no, word or you just... the disease, oh. like what COVID looks like, you know, cause they keep showing us or back, especially back then, they kept showing us pictures right. of it. It's like, right. I don't need to see, like, there's a reason I didn't go into medical science. Right. And uh, so a whole and book the- of a cop shaped like COVID. Right. Oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, 
and it's not like a gr gross thing. It's just it's yeah. aesthetically unpleasing. Yeah. Um, Which it's you know yeah. should be unpleasing. <laughs> yeah. This book just hit all the wrong cylinders for me. Mm -hmm. um, I apologize. I wanted to like it just because well, I know. You don't have to apologize. It's like your I opinion. figured you guys were gonna get a kick out of it. No, and I was like, I don't want to hate this book. Like, well, it's you know it, the thing is it, that's it's really his working out his catharsis and mm -hmm. it's a very personal journey. So it's not like you know it, it's not for it's really just for him. And right. he chose to share it with us, and I chose to pay for it. And it's like I, I can appreciate what I don't like about it because even some of the dialogue isn't like where it needs to be, you know, and and, and editorial wise. And I'm like, but no, I'm not going to harp like on it. Work, like noir, but at a breakneck yeah. pace. Yeah, it, you know, the bubbles were in places they shouldn't have been sometimes. So it, I, I'm like, I'm not going to harp on that because it's more of. Like I'm watching the art form be art right now. I'm not trying to see. They're not. This isn't them trying to sell me. This isn't a big company trying to sell me an event, you know, mm -hmm. uh, featuring characters that I don't care for, but making me think I do, you know. So uh, this is just. I, I know who he is, and I I want him to pay his bills, so I'll buy it, you know, whatever it is, you know. So I can appreciate it. Like it's definitely not. It's not a comic. Like if I somebody wants to get into comics, I'm like, oh, I read COVID Cop. That's not what I'm gonna do. Like you want to get into, you want to appreciate artists and their the work that they do that isn't mainstream. Like check this out. But it's like Yoko Ono's albums. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> it's like you know, some people appreciate it because it's her. Like she's literally, she the love of her life was killed. <laughs> and he mm -hmm. was a musician, and she would make music with him, and now she makes music by herself. You know, <laughs> she's just catharding everything through sound. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a good analogy. I'm sorry, I was just thinking about that for a second. But <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. I don't, yeah, but you definitely shouldn't apologize, Jay, because yeah. you should feel how you want to feel about yeah. whatever book comes across uh, the review. We're journalists table. here. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to say that, but, <laughs> but, but we're definitely giving opinions. And, yeah. and what, what, what opinions, what opinions uh, everyone else has should not affect yours. So, you know, yeah, don't, don't ever apologize for, disliking something uh yeah no look no matter no matter who makes it we're like if it's me you can dislike it jay you gotta you gotta give me constructive criticism though don't mess around and be like just don't dislike oh. me as a person <laughs> right <laughs> he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so it it's a it's a wild thing because I mean I and I do feel where you're coming from, Jay, in the sense that everybody like kind of looking like 
some form of COVID is weird. And, you know, it is not aesthetically pleasing, but I think Mo's right. It's not supposed to be. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but, uh, yeah, I definitely feel where you're coming from, where it's like, you know, like you definitely got to be in a particular frame of mind to take it all in. Um, right. Even like, even, even like, you know, you have like the monster thing in this book that comes at later, which I'm not 100% sure what it's all supposed. Well, I mean, I know that it's like kind of like a manifestation of like, I guess, the worst parts of us. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a culmination. But, you know, it comes and it just comes out and yells like, MAGA! <laughs> <laughs> and I know for me, I was just like, I don't know, it was a little over the top, like, <laughs> like you know, where I was like, I was just like, and I get it, like especially like again, if that's like happening in the time, I get why you would feel that, you know. But at the same time, especially, you know, where we're at right now, it's just kind of like, oh Jesus, man, like. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just too much. Mm. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I'm not like, but there's no part of me that is uh, happy with what's happening in that space in the real world, you know, when you're talking about the MAGA folks. At the same time, it's just like, you know, characterizing them literally as a monster. It's just like, I don't know. I don't feel like it's going to help us. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's not to say that, like, I, I would love a critique on that that has some sort of nuance to it and, you know, might be able to make some people, like, take a moment to, like, reflect. And obviously, like, this is kind of almost the opposite of that, right? But, right. But it's, it's of the moment. So it's just kind of like, uh, I can't be mad at the dude for feeling how he feels. But I just, I just know, again, I was reading this and I'm just like, oh. And, you know, like, I could totally see uh, on a friggin' slow news day, somebody at Fox pitching, like, hey, did you see this Dean Haspel? <laughs> Look, and I would love gonna, that. I don't like, know, man. It's like one of those things where, again, it's just like, like somebody's gonna mess around and try to juxtapose this book against, yeah. you know, like the whole, uh, the whole uh, what's the name of that book again with the guys? Oh, Holy Terror. Yeah. Look how much better we make comics than they do. The damn libs and it's like, ugh. <laughs> like I, I don't like I, I actually didn't mind that characterization that way because it, it's look it, 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 a lot of it is is the moron contingent man that that like the swing vote is the moron contingent and everybody's trying to appeal to them and it's sometimes you got to let the morons know they're morons and it's not everybody on the right's a moron it's just that eight percent that'll put us over and get books banned 
and get you know and blow up Bud Light cans. You know, like it, it's more on contingent. That's the swing vote right now. Like that's really what's going to win elections. So it, you know, you either piss them off or you cowtail to them. Yeah. I I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying, and I I don't know if you're wrong necessarily, but at the same time, I'm not wrong. I'm not right. I'm not either. sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I don't know if you're right either. So yeah, but you know, it, it's coming. You know, look, Biden only won by a, a a small margin, and he stole the election. You're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you're so dumb. He's in a small margin, and he stole the election. That's too funny. That is funny. See, that's the kind of nuance we need. Yeah. <laughs> I can edit some of these comics just to <laughs> deal with, with the stupidity of society. Right, right. <laughs> that's All the right. only thing I'm good at, at, at dealing with is the stupidity. <laughs> and I'm not that good at it. <laughs> Ask Emily. Let's She's go. got a black eye. <laughs> oh, ooh, don't say that. Oh, it's nuance, Harry. It's nuance. No, that's not nuance. It's not nuance. Sure you. <laughs> Let's go ahead and rate COVID cop. Let's start with you, Jay. What would you rate COVID cop? Um, pardon me. I would give it a one. It's just not my no. thing. Um, I do appreciate it for him, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I'm glad he enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't. Yeah, I, I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> look, that, look, I love that, Jay. Like, that summary right there is like, I'm glad he enjoyed it. I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> like, that, like, that's so real. I love it. I love it. All right, Rose Magnum, what would you rate COVID cop? I would give it a four, and um, but it it is that like I'm watching somebody work out the thought process in a comic mm -hmm. book format, and uh, mm -hmm. but the art, I really love the art, and uh, mm -hmm. that so the art really like it, 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 it's it's a, a beautiful work. I, I love the colors, like the color the colors theory, are fantastic palette, like. I'm literally yeah. stealing it like this, this, uh, you know, our thumbnail. I've been, I've been struggling with color theory myself because I'm not good at it. But I so I, these, these thumbnails, I've just done the black, like grayscale background just to like make, cut my time, my workflow <laughs> by a third. So, mm -hmm. um, but I, I think I'm that palette of the comic and, and, and start using that. As the the background, so yeah, I I I will say that so uh, that that the yeah. sorry, you said a four, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say uh, that was a part of your review that I was like, man, like you know, I, like I I read the digital version, and when you talked to, and I but in the digital version, I definitely was like, yeah, the colors are very striking and the palette, the contrast with the the background with the characters and whatnot is actually really good. Um, and the way that it chooses, like when it chooses to use colors is really interesting. Um, but I, I do, like when you mentioned that, oh, you know, you got the physical copy and you're glad you did. I'm like, damn, I, I want to see the physical copy. 
you know, <laughs> because I'm sure that it is striking. So, you know, yeah, um, you get to appreciate the colors a little more. Like, I, I know, I like, we it. have these high def screens. Like, a techni- I think technically my, my, uh, iPad is 8K, <laughs> so it mm-hmm. looks great in it. You know, it, it's a high resolution file and everything, but um, uh, the 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 physical this is this is where like I'm like yeah I'm glad I got yeah. the physical like mm-hmm. just look, it's, that's how you intended it to be looked at, you know? Yeah. Uh, for me, I think I got to give COVID Cop two and a half. Um, you know, there's some parts of it I can appreciate. The other parts of it that you know just don't hit with me, so um, yeah, and you know, I mean, there could be some parts of it that I'm just not getting. I could see that, like you know, because it's not like you know, I'm not somebody that's like you know above uh, the idea that there's something that you know commentary that could be being put forth here that I'm just not necessarily getting at the same time. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm not a dummy either though. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. So it's just, it's just not doing it for me. Some of it is maybe just subject matter as well, where it's just like, yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm gonna give it two and a half. Um, yeah. The end. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready to, Move on to Chroma. You yes. have stuff to talk about. We do. I know. Yeah. We're the gift that keeps on giving, Mo. How you Chroma. feeling? The, the, the pills kicked in yet? <laughs> oh, I haven't taken them. I'm gonna do them after the show. Oh, good. Look, now's the time, Jay. You can take it right now, goddamn. <laughs> take it right now. It's like. Just so you all know, we are definitely talking about Jay taking Percocets. So <laughs> <laughs> he calls him hard joking. candy. He calls him hard candy. <laughs> he, he, he calls it his lozenge. <laughs> take take your lozenge, baby. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm sitting here thinking like. There's like a portion of the audience like, what is a lozenge? <laughs> <laughs> lozenge, what is that? And they're out here, Siri, what is a lozenge? No. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Chroma. Yeah. Chroma is uh, a comic. <laughs> it is, oh, 100%, just, just so everybody knows. Hence, hence, why we didn't play another uh, another um, intro, right? Because we're going from comic to comic. There it is. But um, damn, what is it's uh, written and the art is by Lorenzo. Is it Desolisi? Yeah. Okay. Bam, baby. It translates to Happy Larry. (laughs) Does it really? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'll take it. (laughs) Lorenzo De Felici. That's why I thought you would like no, (laughs) would get it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, yeah, and Chroma is is basically a book 
that is about a society that lives in a walled world devoid of color. Um, color is seen as dangerous and seen as um, like not 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 only dangerous but like blasphemous realistically yeah. <laughs> to, to the point where the society um, preaches against color and the everybody that lives within this walled city uh, covers anything that does have color um, in this white chalk. So uh, they preach against color and basically say that, you know, if if uh, you allow color into your life, not only will it corrupt you, but you'll be devoured by beasts from outside of the walls. Um, and, you know, to the to the point where for generations they've and anything that has too much color is destroyed or killed, including people. Um, so everything is basically black and white, which is wild because, you know, the way they they talked about it was like, OK, like, hey, like people that have, say, colorful eyes done colorful hair done but it was interesting though because one thing i did notice or at least i know for me and you know this is i guess my own uh point of view here was i was like okay well i would think then that there would be like like black people then but there were no black people <laughs> or or at least if they are there i guess maybe they're covered in white chalk <laughs> which i'm just like I would think that that would be unnecessary, but I guess technically black people aren't black, right? They're they're brown. They're brown, which yeah. I guess counts as a color. Depends on the black person, because some of them could be that right caramel. Yeah, <laughs> like I I don't know. Like I, it's interesting because I'm just like you know I I didn't notice any characters with with brown or or with like. Uh, you know, African or African American kind of features, mm. but you know, needless to say, what features might those be, Larry? <laughs> I have no uh, idea what you what you mean by exactly. that. Exactly, but <laughs> with, with that said, it's like the book itself, from an artistic perspective, does some striking things with color, as you can see here. Uh, on the screen, because the their world is literally in black and white, and so anytime there's uh, something of color that comes into inside the walls, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And so, yeah, it's it's a it's a. a well, I'll say this. While I feel like, you know, especially when you're talking about comics, um, the idea of color playing into the uh, narrative of things is not 
a, a, a novel concept. Like in mm -hmm. comics, people use color. Like even in the book we just reviewed, we talked about the color palettes and how things are working. And, and in this book, you know, the concept of color be, you know, striking out against, um, you know, striking out against the back, a uh, 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 plain background or a white background is not something new to the, to the world of comics. Uh, you know, you have whole work, whole comic books dedicated to that, like things like, uh, uh, what, what um, Red. Carnage, huh? Sonia Red, uh, what it's red, white, and black, or something, yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna, uh, but that way, not, not when you say Sonia, you're not, are you talking about, um, red, red about black, white, oh, and... oh, did they do, did they do a black, white, and red Sonia, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. See, I was gonna, I was actually gonna talk about Electra, because yeah. that is what they would say they do, like Electra, you know, black, they did white, a, red. A, a Grendel one too. Right. So you know, like this is something that's happened multiple times in comics, but I believe this might be among the first times where even the the, the what you call it? What's the the, the um. The 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 Coldplay album they had a companion comic that went with it, okay. and uh, it was it dealt with that too, uh, more from a graffiti standpoint. But mm -hmm. it was certain colors, so not just black and right. white color, but it, it still dealt with the same concept. Right, but I think I feel like Chroma here might be one of the first books where that contrast is actually like not just an artistic or symbolic kind of thing, but actually like a plot point mm -hmm. where like the world they live in is intentionally made black and white. And so when the color comes in, it's like, is this not just an artistic thing? This is like an actual, like they've made it a, a specific choice to live away. And so at least that is the first book I've read like this definitely. So I was like, oh, that's different. You know, that's like, taking a concept and kind of taking it one step further where you're like, you know, cause like they, like the book actually has a, a, a part of the plot where people leave the walled city to go get the chalk that they use to make everything white, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, like literally like to go and import the chalk that they crush up to cover the things that are colored. And I'm like, wow, like that's, you know, that's really wild because up until a certain point in the book, you know, you could just be like, oh, okay, like this is like every other book where this is just a, an artistic choice. But it's like, no, this isn't an artistic choice. Like the characters in this book make everything look like this for a reason. And it's like, oh, okay. I think they put that in Rainbow Bright too. Nah, man. Mm -mm. Rainbow Bright never did this. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I I don't know, really. Like in the Rainbow Bright, like like a movie or in like the. I think in the cartoon they did that. There's well, a world where they make everything black and white. Isn't Pleasantville that too? No, no, no. Pleasantville is like an artist. Well, I mean, 
it's an actual thing in Pleasantville, but it's like attached to like emotion. <laughs> right. Like what people do you mean? like people like though they don't make the world black and white. When they start feeling a particular way, they turn to color. Right, but it's still using the color as well, like you said, symbolically, not um, right, not uh, logistically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, and and that's so you know. And don't get me wrong, I I think I feel where you're coming from because it is more of a plot point in a Pleasantville. Yeah, where where it's not like you know, but it's not like I, I guess what I'm trying to say about Chroma is the people there are making a physical decision to live absent of color. And right. in Pleasantville, yeah, that's not what, that's a little bit different. It is kind of a, a bit more symbolic, you know, and they're like, oh, I feel this way now, so I, I'm colored like, now. More of a, more, uh... I'm, I'm, a, I'm a colored boy. <laughs> <laughs> no! It's like, damn it, Toby, you racist son of a bitch! <laughs> Your name's <laughs> Toby! Your name's Toby! Toby. <laughs> uh... He's like, Peter! <laughs> Yeah, um, I ah, damn it, I lost my train of thought now. I'm sorry, but I it's didn't okay. Bring the overt racism into it. It was worth I, it. <laughs> I will say, this comic is beautiful. It um, is. I, I love it. I love looking at it. Yeah. Um, everything is, and it's more than just the colors. Like the colors, yes, amazing, striking, but. Mm -hmm. Just like the art, the characters, like everything yeah. is gorgeous. Even these muted colors yeah. are amazing. And it really does highlight when there is color. Uh, Chroma, she has like the like white face, but her eyes, she has heterochromia. Mm -hmm. And it's just beautiful to look at. And this whole book is like that. The, people, the monsters, the world is just this guy's an amazing artist for four issues. Like there's not one panel where I'm like, oh, he didn't do his best. Like, no. Like this entire book is beautiful and the colors are amazing. The way they utilize the grayscale and colors is is mm -hmm. like it's not just creative and beautiful like you say, but it's also efficient. Because there's yeah, once they're talking about the moonlight, like oh, let's see, no no candle today, and it's a white candle with a white flame because they don't mm -hmm. want that, that warm color. And it's like let's just we're gonna do moonlight, and then the moonlight hits blue because it's a colder light, and mm -hmm. it's like like the color there. It's like man, they don't hate the moon. These fucking ignorant fucks don't hate the moon. Like the moon throw casts a blue light, you know? But <laughs> but it's it, that's probably something that's going to come into play later or, or you know, something they uh, they might not even talk about, but it just shows, like, the ideology, the battle of ideologies, too. Like, how, how uh, uh, somebody in charge can really control people, you know? Mm -hmm. a dumb idea. But, um, but yeah, it's the the use of colors and how they choose to use it, and the absence of color is very like efficient. So not only is it, it's really efficient, and uh, the art style it really flows really well too. Where to the point where like, I mean, I didn't sleep last night. I I was fucking tired and I've been busy, 
And I couldn't, like, I kept dozing off while I was reading. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just look at this art. And I, I could get the sense of the story to the point where I got to a certain place where I could read it. I got energized. I went back and I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't really miss that much by just looking at the art. And it is somewhat dialogue heavy, but it's not like it, it flow. The art flows so well from panel to panel that you can kind of see what it is, either through expression of the face or action or, uh, mm -hmm. you, you know. And then what, Larry, 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 you fucked up by not reading issue two because once you get to the last last page of issue two, it's like, what the fuck? Like the the, the way first issue ended, I was like, fuck, I gotta read the next one. I got all four, <laughs> so I'm like I gotta let me uh let me hurry up and finish these. But I, I couldn't finish them before the show. But I, I definitely I'm like I gotta read at least issue two to really like give a good review, yeah, you know? a more informed review, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you couldn't uh, grasp it from what we've said so far, there's the major theme of the book is fanaticism and or it's about like fanaticism and asking questions, why you should yeah. ask questions yeah. and, you know, not being a slave to tradition yeah. and standing up for, yeah, basically asking questions. Like and, is justice in a sense, you know, like what's right and what's traditional, you know. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely adore the ending. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Is it only four issues? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Oh wow. Done. Yeah. Damn. So you really fucked up, Larry. Yeah, I didn't realize it was only yeah, four issues. I thought it was technically because we did have like three weeks to read this. So. I did mention that, but I guess you forgot. I yeah. did. I'm sorry, Jay. Not that it's all right. Um, it's it's not. If, you want, if you're enjoying it, you should keep reading. But yeah, I love the ending. Like, uh, yeah, I I really want to talk about it, but I really don't want to take that away from anyone. If it's yeah. It might have just hit me like harder, but like, so I don't know if you guys are going to feel the same way about it, but I'll just say, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the resolution to this story where she kind of breaks everything down and leaves them with the foundation to rebuild and there's something she says at the end where I'm like, yeah, that's fucking it. Like, man, love this book. I, I will say that, um, you know, this, this, and I feel like it's something we've said a couple times as of late, but again, it's like, when when we talk talk about writer artists, you know, usually you can tell which one the person started it with first. <laughs> you know, like there's usually like a, a weaker side of the writer artist kind of deal, and uh, Chroma so far, at least for me, has been a thing where I'm like, this is a super solid narrative. It's uh, a, a great story. It has some good, like real good dialogue. And then, you know, 
Jay summed it up in regards to the art. It's like the art's phenomenal. It's like it just it, and not only is it phenomenal art, but it's ridiculously consistent. And you know, it does like from panel to panel, from a storytelling perspective, it's kind of crazy. Like the like there's like one one panel that stuck out for me, um, was one of the initial meetings of, um, the the. Um, the I guess what I guess what you would call the the antagonist. I mean, sorry, the protagonist from the first issue, uh, Zet, I believe his name was. I think it's Zet. Um, when the first meet meeting with Chroma, and you know, there's a, a panel where he's like looking into her face for the first time, and you know, he's asking her questions. And she says something about, oh, no, like, you know, I'm a monster, you know? And the way that her face kind of deforms, like, when she says it, <laughs> kind of, like, gives you the impression that she might actually be a little bit of a monster. And I'm just like, wow, like, that is some really cool visual storytelling, which kind of speaks to what Mo was talking about, where it's like, yeah, like, if these word bubbles weren't filled in, <laughs> you know, you yeah. you the story would still get told visually, which is what comics is supposed to be. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're supposed to be able to take the pictures and kind of get a gist of what's happening. It's not to say the words don't matter because well, even do. back in the day, there was like the script, but then there was like the dialogue writer <laughs> and then the artist. The artist would just work mm -hmm. on the script and figure out like the dialogue would be filled in just on <laughs> based on what the artist did you know like right yeah i know like marvel kind of did a lot of that yeah and they would just fill it in depending on how the artist drew it yeah mm -hmm. but the artist worked on the artist knew the story maybe first before mm -hmm. the, the 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 actual dialogue writer you know mm -hmm. that's the part that takes the longer longer part of the process so. yeah yeah, so it's a it's a good book, man. And um, I mean, which I guess if you've been listening to the review up until this point, you probably realize that that's what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess we should rate it. I guess that's where we're at. I, I, unless you know who else, anybody got anything else they want to say about it before we do that? I think okay. Can we how striking and beautiful it is. I, I regret not reading all of it. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's my bad, Jay. I apologize. Well, you guys get a, a part two to this review when you know we come back. Right, like probably, probably right. Exactly, right. On next show, we're just like, damn, we finished Chroma. No, <laughs> like, uh, Jay, why don't you go ahead and give Chroma uh, a rating? I would give it a five. This book is flawless. Um, damn. It, it, it's beautiful. The colors are amazing. The story is great. Uh, the characters are awesome. Um, yeah, I cannot say enough good things about this book. I love it. What? When was the last time you heard Jay say something was flawless? Uh, well, we don't talk about our escapades. <laughs> exactly. All right. Mo's Magnum, what would you rate Chroma? 
uh, yeah, it, it, it easily like I would say five, but I feel like I need to do four, but only because I haven't finished it. Like that's the only thing wrong with it is I have finished it, and that's not its fault. It's my fucking fault. So it's a five. Uh, I wanted to yeah. leave something for when we actually finish it, but fuck it, it's a five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I'm right there with the rest of the crew. It's a five. Like the book is fantastic. Like it's crazy because. Like and here's the thing too, man. Like the ending of issue one, which Mo already talked about. Like the ending of issue one is one of those joints where you're like, okay, like when you when, when we talk about comics and the job that uh, issue one is supposed to do is supposed to sell you issue two. And yeah. sure enough, I was just like, like damn it, <laughs> like damn it, like uh, okay, I I I need to know what happens now. <laughs> and so and that's what that's what chroma does look, we don't even want to tell one. you what happens because that's no, like we I, I literally if i tell you i feel like i'm depriving you of that experience and i usually yeah. don't give a fuck about that <laughs> but that's with true. this book i actually do <laughs> i no, want everybody to care yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. ask nia's mom she's like hey man tell him not to tell him <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Tell the chill exactly. out. Man. Like we we don't know at that time. <laughs> right, right. So cool. All right, listen. It, it, it's time for us to get out of here. Like time flies, man. Um, yeah. Jay, can we get a final thought from you before you friggin' pretend like you don't know us? Yeah. Um. Oh wait, hold on. But we're gonna play some music though. You, can you wait two seconds for the music, or are you gonna go? Don't go, Joe. No, I'm. I'm. I'm here. Okay, Jay's here. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts. Yeah. Jay. Okay. 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 I know it's a couple years old at this point, but I just started watching Lovecraft Country. Oh, you son of a bitch. And, dude, it's so good. No, it, man, you can't like it anymore. Like It's too late. I'm a little upset at you guys. Like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I feel, you really should have told me to stop what I'm doing and go watch it. Like, you didn't say that. You said to go watch it. It's good. Like, you should have told I, me right then and there to stop whatever you're doing and go watch it. I, you know... I, I think I actually did tell you that, except we were on the show. So it's like, don't stop doing the show, but after, and then you didn't do it. I literally had a whole conversation with Jay, like, listen, this dude's amazing. Go watch it before he gets accused of raping some chick. <laughs> I told him all that. And he was just like, whatever, man. He's like, that's not even going to be popular enough to be accused of rape. And I was like, okay. <laughs> We had that whole conversation, and Jay just ignored me. It was so funny because I haven't been following his story. Um, like I haven't been following what's happening with him because I don't, kind of don't care. Like it's Hollywood shit. Like, but I started watching this. Like, oh shit! I give a fuck about what he did now. Like, oh, man, <laughs> like this is really good. Like, can he do a second season if they have? Like, can he come back? Uh, I mean, it, Lovecraft, Lovecraft, we aren't going to get a second. Listen, 
Lovecraft Country is one. They just already pulled the plug on that. But I mean, I, have you finished the whole thing or no? No, I just started. I'm on uh, oh. episode three. Oh, okay. So listen, like, you're gonna you're missing a lot. There's some good shit that like if you love it now. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, still, oh, I'm yeah. so jealous you're experiencing it for the first time. Yeah, no, it listen. Yeah. You're gonna find out very quickly that that show's way too black to have a second season. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they literally like put a a a weird uh, pick in that guy's in that show's cab (laughs) to make sure it it doesn't come back (laughs) in the actual show. Like they did it for the actual show. Like they don't want they don't want it to be successful because it's it's too uh, it's crazy and it's real. (laughs) <laughs> like, but it's, it's still so like good. sci-fi. Like it, it's yeah, it's sci-fi. Unlike your your what you're ever gonna get, which is almost like what Lovecraft was doing yeah. at the time, and they're taking yeah. that and building a you know almost like a successful black sci-fi show. And it's like HBO Max is like you can't have that more fuckboy <laughs> island. <laughs> more. more fuck boy island. Those, those twins fuck each other and sell houses. <laughs> and like it's so good though i'm glad you're gonna get to finally check it out most magna final thoughts yeah go watch lovecraft country <laughs> yeah, yeah on max on max yeah that's there such it is. a bad name like why did they do that i'm just happy it's not, it's not a- purple anymore it's not a It's bad. not? What color no, is it now? It's like dark blue like HBO Go was before. So. <laughs> I, I love that you all care about what color it is. Oh, dude. <laughs> purple. Like, I, look, I got I got used to it, but I hated it. It's too effeminate. Like, I don't want to pay $14.99 for that. Listen, like, it looks cheap. Only- the purple looks cheap. Purple? Expensive. Just so you know, historic. And here's the thing: those colors you see, those colors you see here, are literally what it changed to. The contrast from the back to what it is now, like that's the color scheme of HBO Max. Was that purple, lavender in the back, and the 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 uniform is what it is now. (laughs) There it is. COVID COVID cop called it. Bring it it up for you. Yes. All right, folks, for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. And, and for the entire fa- – <laughs> really? Really, Bo? <laughs> oh, Tina Turner passed away. Jesus. Man. Yeah, that did happen today. That was sad. Yeah. Uh, for the entire Fantastic Forum, go watch Lovecraft Country because it is awesome. Uh, we're Yeah. We're, like, in the meantime, let us know what you – what you think of the show let us know what you like what you don't like what you like us to talk about next uh because you know we'll listen to you so uh yeah for the entire fantastic forum have a good night we'll see you soon <laughs>